Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, to everybody. Sean, Karen, you guys enjoying the season? So much, as only a Jew can. <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that. Yeah, man, I just keep it politically correct. I am enjoying the festive season, man, and I'm receptive to all different holidays celebrated <laughs> in the month of December. So love whatever it. you celebrate, celebrate it with love. I love it. Well, today we're celebrating our Market Watch show with Cadence and He's our back. fourth member, Prath, is in the house. Happy holidays, Prath. How are you? The bowling brown, man. Let's good to go. be back here. What's going on, guys? <laughs> we're good. Just uh, getting our last minute uh, holiday shopping in. So we, if you were naughty or nice, I don't know. You'll see if, if anything lands on your doorstep tomorrow. But ha- happy holidays. So let's get this market watch started, people. Sean, what are we discussing today? Oh, what better thing to discuss? It's year end, man. We had 2020 was a year that everybody will remember. And so we thought, well, let's, let's recap it. And I'm assuming it's going to be somewhat of a somber moment. So we said, let's, let's not only talk about 2020, since we have Prath in the house, let's all talk about what, you know, let's, let's see what he thinks is going to happen in 2021. Let's do a little forecasting. Historical and forecast. Let's mix it up. That's my mix. Look. End of year look over here. You didn't get my mix? Old school boomer mix, Karen? Oh, Scratching. my God. Listen, it, was it? Too, it was too elderly for me to understand <laughs> that reference. I don't. I haven't seen the record ever in my entire life. <laughs> well, 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 with 2020, I'm a little confused. Like, were we in a recession? Was it a, a depression? You know, was it neither or neither? I you think know, we even talk about what it is by tomato, definition. Tomato, tomato. And you know what? Let me let me clear up any confusion here if anybody's not sure, because I wasn't sure. A recession is a term that re- that refers to a significant decline in general economic activity in a designated region and has typically been recognized as two consecutive quarters of economic decline, as reflected by G- GDP in conjunction with monthly indicators like a rise in unemployment. That actually sounds about right. And a depression is a severe and prolonged downturn 
in economic activity, commonly defined as an extreme recession that lasts three or more years, which leads to a decline in real gross domestic product of at least 10 percent. So okay. what, what? So by what's definition, up? it seems like let me do my calculations. It seems like perhaps if you can agree, we're in a recession. Are we and though? If we were, and if we were in a recession, are we currently in a recession? My question for you is like, how did the stock market reach like Trump highs? During a recession, an alleged recession, if that is Unless its I real said, name. quote unquote, Trump highs. Why did it reach Trump <laughs> highs? Yeah, it's a really good question. So, yeah, I, I think it's safe to say that, you know, we we met the definition of what a recession is uh, over the last couple of months since since April when COVID kind of took took its stranglehold on the market. Um, certainly, I think if we were kind of sitting here and it was, you know, June, July, and we still didn't know which way this was going to go. We could all, you know, potentially say that this this could be leading to a depression as well, because obviously that's kind of measured over a longer period of time. Um, but you know, given the vaccines that have just kind of come out and those getting distributed, you know, uh, pretty broadly, both here in the U.S. and abroad, um, I think it's safe to say that you know we're we're avoiding a depression, uh, but we certainly went through a recession. I think that's that's safe to say for sure. Um, why did the stock markets hit a hit all time highs all year? Um, I think it's a couple different factors, to be honest. So. First and foremost, I think this this recession, this downturn uh, really affected different people in different ways. Um, and when I say different people, I mean people that, uh, you know, had jobs and, uh, you know, were in careers that were more negatively impacted by the shutdowns, um, obviously saw, you know, um, you know, greater pain and kind of, you know, the inability to to, you know, uh, generate income and kind of pay for their bills. And we're more reliant on kind of the, um, uh, the the stimulus checks that were kind of distributed earlier this year, whereas people who weren't impacted uh, directly through their careers and kind of where they were getting their income from, um, were just sitting at home working from home, right? And so a lot of people who you know were professionals or you know kind of just worked in sectors that you know, actually saw a boost from everything that was going on from people kind of staying at home and all the lockdown orders. Um, they ended up doing just fine and actually had dispensable income and that all went right into the stock market. So whether you got the check or not, if you had a job that uh, was doing well and was resilient, you were probably taking that extra money and putting it into your Robinhood account or, you know, some type of online brokerage account. And that's and that's, you know, been kind of one of the, the leading factors as to why a lot of these these stocks have gotten to all time highs this year. Pratt. I am hearing what you say. I'm going to brotherly break it down for you. What I feel, Sean Linda's economic, Alan Greenspan, I know he's old school, but I'm old school version of what, what happened. I think supply and demand just shifted to other areas, right? And other things kind of took, took, excelled and other, other things went, didn't excel. Like, for example, Netflix, anything to do with delivery service, anything to do with vaccine, like you said, COVID, medical, PPE supplies. There is all huge demand for that. Limited supply price shot up. But in things like that didn't now pre-COVID that where we couldn't enjoy like concerts, like movies, there was no demand for it anymore. But they shifted because a lot of them went to online and, and, and home entertainment things. So that's why I think mm -hmm. sometimes that we were able to navigate through there because there was still with government giving the stimulus so people still had money to spend. They were just allocating it in different areas. And even those that survived that have made it through the COVID experience, like you said, were like more of a white collar experience people because they are the ones that that um, were able to work from home while others weren't able to.
Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, there were some sectors that were clear winners and some sectors that were clear losers, depending on kind of the economic situations that that people found themselves in. Um, really comes down to comes down to kind of essential businesses versus non-essential, and and you know people who were at home that were that had the dispensable income, like I said earlier, you know were more keen to perhaps you know uh, upgrade their home situation. So you saw like you know a lot of home improvement uh, projects take place, and you know any companies that were related to to that obviously saw a boost. Uh, obviously, people are sitting at home longer, and so you know all your home entertainment stuff uh, also, um, you know, caught the uh, caught the upswing as well. So yeah, I, I fully agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that to piggyback off of what you said and open the loop back up it's again. A lot of piggybacking today. <laughs> we love it. Strong, because, I got a strong back. Listen, we love an open loop around here. Um, there were some obvious winners, right? Like we saw Fiverr grow by over 700%, Tesla by over 600%, um, Etsy 284%, Amazon 71%, Netflix Two black credit by over 400%. By over 400%, right, should be mentioned first. That was my bad. But, and it's kind of obvious why those were successful, but what to you were the biggest surprises of stock that went either up or down against your expectation? I think just the sheer magnitude as to how some of these like consumer um, favorites rose is, is what was so surprising. So like everybody knows what Tesla is, everybody knows what Etsy is, like all the stocks uh, of the companies that people know and love um, for all those people that are sitting at home figuring out what to do with that stimulus check that doesn't need to go towards rent. We're basically buying into those companies that they are already familiar with. So they got that kind of consumer boost um, because they are kind of consumer facing companies. Um, so like, you know, a group like Fiverr or Tesla, which everybody knows, I mean, you know, I would have expected them to do well, but I think the the level at which they surpass those expectations was surprising um, just based on, you know, kind of consumer sentiment around that and, and kind of the consumer uh, or rather retail investors that kind of, you know, kind of drove that that wave. You have such a cool response. He's so cool and metal mm -hmm. finance guy. Like, you know, you could take my money, Brad. He just does it in a cool, <laughs> smooth way and just says, yeah, it all makes sense because of this, because of that. Yeah, you know, it makes sense to me. It makes sense to you. Come yeah. to Cadence. No, it was such a nice, nuanced <laughs> answer. You kind of like took it in this other direction. Were there any losers? Were there any surprise losers? Or you're like, oh, you're a loser. I didn't expect. So... I think a lot of the pain was felt in travel and leisure, of course, uh, because people aren't For able sure. to do that stuff. Um, the so love like, boat is dead. Love <laughs> boat. Excited. Karen, you wouldn't know that one. They're dead. Nobody's going on the love boat. I'm so young. Boomer television. Uh, I'm not going on a love boat that's like a cruise liner these days, that's for sure. And I think that's where we saw a lot of the pain, right? Like Carnival and Royal Caribbean and these guys, I mean, they got absolutely hammered because the last place hammered. you want to be during a pandemic is on a boat with strangers that you don't I mean, know in a confined to, space. To be fair, that's the last place I want to be not in a pandemic. <laughs> Actually, you? though, I did see that there's a really great deal on the USS Super Spreader. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you, do you think those industries are going to bounce back or do you think we're going to have PTSD from this for a while? Like if you're advising someone, I, I don't think we can't say the A word, right? But if you're telling someone an opinion, <laughs> would you be like, yes, that those will rebound? Are you like, mm, toxic? That's such away. a great question. Cause I'm like wondering, will I ever go back to the movies again? Like, you know, yeah. My I feel like cruisers is... are dead though. 
<laughs> yeah, my opinion is that, you know, those, those, uh, you know, kind of discretionary stuff that people could do, like whether it was movies or, or air, air travel, staying at hotels, cruise liners, the, the industries that were already seeing a downturn are probably never going to recover. Um, so like movie theaters, for example, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's a tough business. People are beginning to just kind of get comfortable with watching stuff on Netflix or other streaming services at, in, the, in the comfort of their own home. So to get people to get out to the movies is, is even going to be more difficult now going forward. But in areas like air travel, I mean, there's a commercial reason for it. There's business reasons for it. People just need to get around. So I think those are probably going to be the quickest to recover once, once people are kind of back to normal or at least getting back to normal. Um, and there's everything in between, like cruise liners. I don't know. I mean, there's a there's diehards. I don't think they'll ever go on a cruise back. every year. Come on, they're, but then they're there's just other targeted people. Towards, cruise liners are targeted towards seniors. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're like the number one person that you know. They're the number one. What am, what am I trying to say with, with regards to COVID? The COVID, the pandemic. They're the they're the yeah. at risk. At, the, at risk. At the, 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 hey, the highest at risk segments. And yeah. like, like, like Matt, Karen just said, come on this enclosed capsule where oh. all the germs are spreading. I mean, I don't know how cruise lines are going to, they got to have to have a really kind of creative marketing scheme. It sickens yeah. me. I mean, even before COVID, you would hear these weird Petri dish stories of like people just getting sick because one person was sick. And then the whole cruise is like totally screwed. Like now when we're all like twitching still and like convulsing from this memory, I, I doubt it. Right. Are you guys I in a rush to be on a boat? Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Hell no. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not everyone's cup of tea, that's for sure. Um, but if but if history is of any indication, like if you think back to the 1918 pandemic, and there's a lot of research going on now about that, but what happened right after that, right? Like which which industries, what did people start doing? What happened, man? What quickly? happened when you were on in 1918, man? What were you doing? Uh, I wasn't around, but no, I'm, not, I'm talking I've... Matt. Matt, I'm asking Matt. Oh. <laughs> what were you doing? In, what was happening in 1980? Can you give us a historical? We're, we're, we're not going down this path of your, your, your bad joke, Sean. <laughs> anyway, Pratt, continue. But yeah, looking at the 1918 pandemic, what happened right after that was the Roaring Twenties, right? So like everybody had the income, yeah. they wanted to spend it. You know, there was a lot of freedom that was taking place because people were cooped up for a number of years and. And it was also on the back of a world war, obviously. So there, that had something to do with it, too. But you can't discount the pandemic having uh, influenced people's behavior right afterwards. And I mean, that's not so dissimilar to now, right? I mean, we're not experiencing a world war, but we are in wars. And we just had a crazy four years. So maybe skirts are coming back up, guys. <laughs> that's true. Anything's possible. Prath, what about the pharmaceutical industry? I, I know with all these coronavirus uh, vaccines and, and just we're hearing about the testing and vaccines are in the news every day. Was the pharmaceutical uh, world, was that a winner or loser? It was a clear winner depending on, you know, which companies you were following. So I'd say the larger ones like, you know, the Pfizer's and, 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 and like the multi hundred billion dollar pharmaceutical companies, you know, this is just another drug for them. So it doesn't really move the needle too much. And as such, you <laughs> see you say that, that reflect- so smooth? It's another drug. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, they have, they have, they have tons of drugs. <laughs> so, so for them, this is just another drop in the bucket. Um, but for the companies that were more targeted um, towards developing a vaccine that weren't as big, and this was really their specialty, you saw those stocks skyrocket. So like Moderna, for example, uh, where this was really a clear focus area of theirs. Um, but I will say that, you know, the run up in the stocks that you've seen in biotech this year are reflective of the future income that they're expected to receive from distributing the vaccine going forward. 
So right. if you get in now, it's probably already reflecting that future growth and that and that future revenue. So the ship is probably already sailed. No pun intended. Versus the cruise line discussion just now. <laughs> so let me ask you a question then, Prath. One question I have is, um, you know, with respect to Matt transition from high school to college and from college to career. Do you see any winners to losers or losers gone to winners? In 2021. In 2021. I think all of the, the travel related stuff, depending on, you know, your opinion on, you know, what kind of comes back the quickest is probably going to be clear winners versus the losers that that you know, that they all were in this year. So in my opinion, you know, airlines first, then it's hotels, then it's like other discretionary stuff like concerts and things like that. Um, so if you just follow the the path of kind of what will, you know, be most comfortable for people to, to re-engage in, that's probably what comes first and second and third and so forth. Do you think that, do you think that COVID money is still going to be big business in 2021? Like how it would, they're just all these little COVID industries have popped up, like little services, PPE, all the big business. I think that's here to stay to an extent. I think human behavior dictates that people get used to whatever they're experiencing. And so, you know, when things go back to normal, people will have short term memory as to what went on. And this is my opinion, of course. But, you know, people will be comfortable being next to people again on subways and, and planes and such. There won't be as this, you know, frantic of a demand there is for like, you know, PPE and, uh, you know, kind of antibacterial like soap and things like that. Like whatever, whatever, whatever it was that got you through COVID, it's probably not a long term trend, in my opinion kind of hard to imagine it not being right like not as a long-term term but kind of hard hard to see hand sanitizer exiting our lives so soon that's true that's true but two years ago none of us would think uh, we would be sitting here talking about hand sanitizer either right 100 percent. i know what a wild <laughs> weird year it's been i mean personally um i think it's been kind of exciting i not not the deaths and suffering obviously that was awful but like what an interesting financial year I thought it was exciting yeah. for you to use hand sanitizer. <laughs> That's what you're like. <laughs> My hand sanitizer stock has shot up. Let me <laughs> got on that early. Every little thing, I'm like hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer. Sounds to me like we need a sponsorship deal with a sanitizer company. Well, on that note, it's time for us to take a quick break. So you stay tuned for more Market Watch with Cadence featuring Pratt and more Two Black Guys with Good Credit. So keep it locked. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? 
Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. We are coming to the end of 2020 and we are having our year-end Market Watch with Cadence episode. We have our, our, our guy Prath in the building. So Prath, what are... What are the big plans for Cadence in 2021? Anything you can yeah. share with us? Yeah, I think the big plans on our end is just to continue to, to do what we're doing really well and, and what we've been able to kind of lay down the great groundwork for in 2020. Uh, we took a lot of steps in making sure that our uh, you know, underwriting due diligence processes are you know, uh, institutional standard. They were collecting a ton of data from everyone that we work with and and translating that data into useful reports and useful information that investors can can uh, dissect and and understand the risks of, of what they're investing in. So I think all that's going to continue next year, and it's just really scaling for us at this point. Uh, we built all the tools, we've we built a marketplace, we know what we know what works, and we had to hold back a little bit this year because of COVID and be a little extra careful as to who we do business with and and how we can roll these offerings out. Uh, but now that we have, you know, several months under our belt of witnessing post-COVID performance for a lot of these uh, lenders that we work with and, and having that historical performance at our disposal now, we can, you know, have more confidence in how we underwrite deals going forward. <laughs> Do you think that, like business, the business world is viewing where we're at now as post-COVID? Absolutely. I think so. I mean, I think right after, you know, the shutdown started happening, everyone was already kind of designating you know, right now is post-COVID, like pre-COVID is called February and before that. Um, but now we have experience operating in the post-COVID world, which is the big difference. Uh, the big unknown in April was how is the rest of the world going to react? How are we going to react? You know, how are we going to come out of this? When's the vaccine going to come out? I think a lot of those unknowns have been answered now, um, which is giving a lot of confidence to us as well as other businesses and mm -hmm. allowing people to plan again, which is the big thing. Like right after COVID hit, Every public company out there basically withdrew their forward guidance because they didn't know what was going to happen next, which is unprecedented. That really never happens. Um, but now people know how to operate in this environment, have made the adjustments to, to you know, know how to be profitable in this environment, and now have the confidence to be able to forecast again, which is exactly what, what the world needs. So we're kind of trending into normalcy, you think? Yeah, I think we're already kind of, you know, treading water into normalcy. We just now now the big unknowns are just timing. It's, yeah. you know, how quickly vaccines can get can get out, how quickly consumer behavior will revert back to, you know, the long term mean, if you will. And um, how do you how long do you think and, it's going to be? And you got to admit, political unrest, too, it's settling up. You know, it looks like we're getting back to some point of normal politics as well. So yeah. uh, that's also making things a lot smoother. Yeah. Well. Fingers crossed there, of course. Um, you know, my. Uh, my expectation is that by this time next year, where we're kind of 75% back to normal, and then the remaining 25% is just going to take maybe a, a year or two years or three years to kind of get back to full, because there's always going to be people who 
you know, take what happened uh, to heart a little bit more than others and maybe yeah. a little bit more hesitant than others. But the majority of people, I feel like, will will have the short-term memories to basically go back to normal pretty quick. <laughs> and I just hope people, like, now through this, if we make our way through this, if the vaccine actually works, that the world, because we've all experienced this together collectively, and this is probably one of the only times in history where the world has been affected by this, that we all appreciate normalcy. We all appreciate and give thanks to just having some sense of normalcy and know that, like, nothing is nothing is given, you know? Yeah, and I think yeah. people should be like sitting at a, inside of a restaurant, a packed restaurant, going to a concert. You know, those things should yeah, not right. be taken, not taken lightly. Well, you know, stocks and finance and all that stuff is great. But where this whole downturn came from is the fact that we can't hug each other. This came from being hugless for the last year. That's literally what can't it is. Hug. If we hugged each other, we could hug each other. We'd be in movies. We'd be, you know, we'd be outside. We'd be maskless or whatever. The 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 ban on hugging, I think. Correct me if you're wrong. If I'm wrong, is what led to a recession. We got to be able to hug it out for sure. Facts. We have a hugging-based economy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think there isn't a better way to close than on a virtual hug. So, uh, <laughs> as we close out 2020, why are you hugging yourself, Karen? Like, hug because us. I can't hug stand. you. You, can, you, can extend just, your, you just hugged yourself. Like, I just took you. I just took you through the math on hugging. Can't hug you. Gotta hug somebody. Gotta. I gotta. I gotta literally yank this economy out of the gutter by start. And now you know what? The it hug starts, starts with you. you. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with you. All right. Well, it starts with us to end this show because we're out of time. But thank you, Prath, for all of the Market Watch episodes you brought us in 2020, and we look forward to you bringing more in 2021. Uh, of course. Yeah. Thank you, course. Cadence. Thank you, Prath. It's been a one. It's been a great experience. Our listeners are loving it as well. And I just want to thank my entire team, Matt and Karen, as well, for you know for tolerating me and, and helping us build this show and get it to where it's supposed to go. Uh, I appreciate you guys. And virtual, real virtual hug, a real virtual hug out there, Karen. And yeah, I'm looking forward to a bright and prosperous 2021. Me too. Emphasis on bright, emphasis on prosperous. Virtual right. hugs all around from the Cadence side too, guys. Uh, oh my God, been... look how proud they did. Virtual hug around all the Cadence guys. <laughs> oh my God. Can you be uncool for one minute, Pratt? Just be uncool for one minute. Come on, let's... let me listen up. Uncool for one minute. Pratt, I accept For all the all listeners right. out there, I'm giving a virtual hug, so. <laughs> all right, well, Merry Christmas, everyone. That brings this episode to a close. I'm Matt Smith, one half of or one third of Two Black Guys with Good Credit. And uh, like I always say, nothing changes if nothing changes. So let's change in 2021. And I'm one fourth, but the math is really one third of Two Black Guys with Good Credit. And as I say, it doesn't matter what you've done. I'm sure you've done unspeakable things. But what matters is what you do next. Prath, give us an outro, bro. Come on. You're part Same of this thing. Group. It's official. This is my name is Prath. I'm uh, one fourth of uh, two black guys with good credit. And as I always say, don't put your money in your wallet, but put it out there so it can it can work for you. Nice. You did it. Great catchphrase. Great. That was perfect. That was totally cool. I'm Sean, the better half of two black guys with good credit. As I say, as I say every week and all week and all the time, every day, keep your money in your damn pocket <laughs> and. Send us an email at tbgwgc at gmail.com. That's two black guys with good credit at gmail.com. Send us a, a written or verbal or audio note so we can post it on our show. And keep listening. And I love you all. And I'm out. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> not meaning you, man. I meant the little <laughs> but you were not part of that. I love you all. Sorry, excluding you, bro. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.